Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Michael Corbin and joining me, as always, after round one, Emmanuel Penkless. Emmanuel, how are you? Michael, I am all right. All right. How are you? How are you? How are you? There was a there was a point there last week where I thought, you know, I feared the worst for you. You didn't hear it from was me? between three p.m. and four p.m. <laughs> on Saturday afternoon. I literally had to send you a text saying, "Are you alive?" Um, which was the the second most enjoyable moment of my week. Um, but the most enjoyable moment of my week was when we posted our predictions on the How Good Is Rugby League uh, Instagram page. Yep. And a very, very wise, astute, astute person, your father, uh, commented that my co-host has delusions of grandeur. So in a very new segment to this podcast, I'm calling that Comment of the Week. Um, um, I've never heard him call, be called wise before, so there we go. Um, <laughs> and, and that post is and he, and he won't listen to this, so I'm fine. That post <laughs> is pinned as a comment. If uh, anyone wants to go and agree with that, <laughs> yes. And Matt, look, it was it was an interesting round one for both of us. Yeah. Uh, both results that neither of us, I think, expected. Yeah. Uh, results that we're not happy about. But all in all, I think that it was a great opening round of football. Normally, opening round is quite, you know, the football's a bit sloppier. It's not as refined. You know, teams are getting into the swing of things. And, you know, there's a lot of drop balls. But all the games were really close, bar, you know, the Thursday night game. And even the Roosters game wasn't that close either. But really good football across the park. And I was I was really happy with it. Great football. The, um, the great thing about it, I think, was, Mike, that we didn't have the winners we expected to have. Uh, there was a point where we were 0-3 and three in tipping. 0-4. 0 from 4 in tipping, you're right. And uh, I think that the case in point was that people that are less knowledgeable in rugby league had 3 out of 3, uh, which was quite entertaining. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> quite entertaining. So, uh, no, but it was, a, it was a really good weekend of footy. I enjoyed all the games. Um, Penrith, in particular, I thought would just came out firing. They, they've set the tone for this year. If, if you want the premiership, you're going to have to fight us for it. They were so aggressive. They pummeled Manly into submission. The Souths Broncos game, I, I thought Souths were sort of as I expected. I, I expected them to struggle in the sense that they didn't have Adam Reynolds there. Uh, no Latrell, no Taff. Uh, Johnston to the back from the, the strong left side really didn't help us. But I, I, all credit to the Broncos. Uh, they were gutsy. They were, they were more entertaining. And great to see the Bulldogs have now no- notched up about 33% of the wins that they got last year after one round. Yeah. So, look, yeah. I, look, I have some stats from the, re- uh, from the week. Uh, so it's the lowest average margin of any round since the start of last year, bar the grand final. Yep. 
first regular season round since round one 2020, before the six again rule, yep. where there wasn't someone who won by 24 points. Wow. And only two games were 13 plus. It was good. So it was like really, really close contest. I had, I had two highlights from the weekend. Kurt Capewell uh, hit the Clutch. cleanest, the cleanest yep. drop kick I think I've ever seen anyone kick. That's and I don't so think he's handy. Ever How before. handy is that? <laughs> it's just, just picking pick it off the ground and yeah. then slotting it cleanly. It's created another problem for anyone that plays Brisbane in a tight game at, the, at any point in the season yeah. where they expect Reynolds to be the one to kick the field goal. Exactly. And uh, I was ready to anoint a new king on Sunday. Uh, Philip Sami jumping over Clint Gufferson, yes. taking the ball yes. from him, and then doing his celebration over the top of him. If Titans had gotten up, Philip Sami would be the new king of rugby yeah. league. No, it was it was an awesome weekend. Awesome weekend. Really, really good to have footy back. How, are you happy with the new rule? Uh, in terms of the penalty? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I am. I think it's, it's a smart decision because teams so often would, you know, while they're getting back on side and while they would give away six against because first tackle, who cares? You give a seven tackle set away on their own line. It's, you're going to get the same result. Yeah. So makes a lot more sense. And look, I think I think it's helped. You see the results. Teams aren't getting run over because of fatigue constantly and all this other stuff. I think I think it's a good rule. I Look, I really enjoyed it. I just wish they'd still blow a couple of less penalties. Yeah. I, I thought there were some pedantic ones in a couple of the games. I think, uh, I think but, that and will change. they're a bit trigger-happy, but I, I think it was yeah. it was setting the point. I, I think as the season progresses and play, teams are less sloppy and, you know, more, if the game becomes more refined, that'll, that'll, that should happen, I hope. Yep. Uh, the greatest tweet I saw this week was someone that suggested that Souths and the Roosters play off in some kind of battle for 15th, which is uh, just so they can win something. So wow. that was really the pits of, uh, wow. the pits of everything yeah. this week, wasn't it, for us? Yeah, look... Under Robbo, Roosters have won three of their ten opening rounds, and none of those none of those win none of those wins were in grand final years. So, you think I'm worried? I'm not. Bad bad game, but I've seen it before. You don't win premierships in March, Emmanuel, and we've said this before. Unless no, you're Melbourne, yeah, no. <laughs> Who twenty in a row now? Which is ridiculous, insane, insane. I I I think we will get to know more over the next two or three weeks, but. The most interesting thing, I think, is going to be the fact that after this round, either the Bulldogs or the Broncos are going to be two from two, yep. and either Manly or the Roosters are going to be none from oh, two. Yeah, two big games. Two, two really hard games to tip. Yes. Uh, now, there is some news. There is. Uh, which broke actually last Wednesday, so just after we recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, new judiciary rulings. They've cleared everything up. They've put everything into, you know, they've designated everything as a category and there's less grey area, I guess. Do you want to do you want to run through the the ins and outs, like the, what the basic gist of it is? Yep. Basically, so what's happened is I think the the big one for us as fans is going to be that each season starts with a clean slate, um, and I think that is what you sort of really want. We've had the carryover issue has been a huge, huge. I don't think it's quite a clean slate each season. It's a clean slate twelve months after your last your last charge. Ah, yes. So if you cop a, a, a charge in round twenty four of this year, that carries all the way over. That those points carry all the way over to round twenty four next year. Okay, right. That makes a bit more sense to yes. me. Yes. So basically, the the rejig is that the, there's new base charges. So. Yep. 
The careless high tackle, dangerous contact, and contrary conduct, the gradings are one, two, three. So it's one, two, three grades and everything. Uh, and it goes a fine, a two-game ban, and then a three-game ban. The crusher tackle, striking, and a shoulder charge, these are the ones they really want to eliminate. So it goes grade one is fine, and then a three-game ban and a four-game ban. It's similar for the dangerous throw. And then a reckless high tackle is four-game ban, five-game ban, six-game ban. Yeah, so basically a reckless high tackle is a step up from a careless high tackle. So basically it goes careless, one, two, three, reckless, four, five, six. Yep. Yep. So... I think it had to happen. I think last year we'd always talked about what would happen if, you know, this um, loading and the, the prior offences rubbed someone out of the grand final. And yeah. then I think, you know, you've got one of the game's biggest names on the sideline in the grand final last year. And, and it doesn't doesn't really help anyone. Um, and it, it, it's just, it's something that there is no really good solution to it. So it, it's... I think it's good that this has happened. They'll, they'll find a reason for this to be the problem in, in a couple of years. But at the moment, I like it. I think it's a good idea and yeah. it, it's about time. Agreed. As I said, it clears up the grey area and fans are going to be less confused about, oh, how much is this play? How much? How many games is this guy going to miss? Whatever. You know straight away it's going to be easy to follow along. Now, other news. Yes. Good news. Great news. NRLW. Expansion's happening. It's growing. Yeah, it's growing. It's it's something that we actually got a bit of feedback about that we neglected to talk about on this yep. podcast, um, and it's partly because I didn't watch it. Uh, it was it was two very busy weekends, and I thought it'd be hypocritical for me to come in and talk about how great it was, which it was fantastic. And I really got into it a couple of years ago when it was on in the build up to the. the- Finals? 2019 grand final, yeah. I yeah, yeah, and yeah. I really enjoyed it that time. I thought that, and it's grown out of sight since then, obviously. So, the big news is from next year, there's going to be eight teams, and the year after, there's going to be 10. Um, at the moment, they've got a point salary cap, and that's going to be scrapped, and they're going to introduce a proper salary cap, uh, two marquee players on full time employment, and the average player salary increase. Um, to increase of twenty eight percent. Yeah, so I think I think the salary cap's around three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I think something like that. So really, really awesome start, I think, and um, from the NRL in this space, and then just to see it grow like this is, is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, it was very popular this year. Yes. Um, which is which is fabulous, and and I'm wondering if we're going to probably not, given the sports rights have just been negotiated, but if there's going to be some sort of increase in a women's competition and it's played sort of in breaks in the men's competition so if we're going to eventually go to a conference system from 28 how is the women's game going to be used as sort of the to fill the gap when there's the representative lull if we have standalone weekends yeah at least there's more content as well and a, and a really good opportunity for the, the women to be a, a massive focus and people to get to games on I, those weekends and I think the smart thing they did this year was they put it they started it before the NRL season yes everyone who's itching to get some NRL action yep. has tuned into the NRLW matches and it's like alright now we're invested we want to carry on and continue watching yep. which it's is fantastic it went appetite I actually watched the Roosters Titans game not last week the week before yeah um I was really disappointed in the Roosters' defense, and I was getting into it. I'm like, why isn't this woman? Why isn't the winger, the Roosters' winger, chasing the ball? Like, I was, I was getting into it, which is surprising. I was, I was more invested than I thought I would be. It would be great to go to more games and get double headers, and I, I liked the concept of the SCG the other day. Uh, but I just wish South had a team. 
Yeah, so well, look, eight teams next year, ten teams the year after. Um, I can see South probably getting one of those teams. They're a big club. Have they announced? Have they announced the teams? No, no, they have. Well, there yet. you go. So I think, North, I, think North, I think I think North Queensland is going to be one of them. Melbourne, Melbourne will probably be another one, and then I would see probably another Sydney team. Yeah, well, we'll see how we go. Yeah. So, tipping, tipping, tipping. As we as we said earlier, a lot of people started over four manual. Yes. Over four, which is shocking. Right. I can understand people starting one of four. You know, a lot of people would have tipped the Panthers, reigning premiers. Um, not many people tipped the Broncos. Not I, I don't know anyone who tipped the Knights. No. Um, and that's where, you know, there were a few people who started over th- uh, three and three. The Knights were their undoing. Um, I'm very happy to have finished four of four in the last four games because otherwise it would have been the first time in about four years that I got under 50%. So Really? Yeah. Thoughts and prayers for you, Mike. Don't know. I got three. Uh, absolutely disastrous round. Absolutely disastrous. Shout out to Peter Georges, who uh, topped the week yep. in our tipping comp. Yep. And also picks the margin. So he got five and picked the margin in the Penrith Manly game. Uh, rounding out... It was, so as I wrote, as I captioned, it, you can tell it's uh, early in the season because Dragons fans dominate the top eight. <laughs> absolutely dominate the top eight. There's... Four Dragons fans in our top eight. Yeah. Uh, which what is Dragons fans at a tipping comp as which well. Which is, there are, I know. It must be their year. Maybe they'll drop off after round People six. People must be tuning in to just yeah. listen to me lambaste them. <laughs> well, yeah. It's an interesting one, actually, because we got some feedback from a big, big Dragons fan, yeah. Paul Trahanis, yeah. who actually messaged us. I'll come back to the tipping in a, in a second, but yeah. he made some really, really good points. Uh, so... First thing he said was Parramatta overhyped. Yep. So they had a good semi-final against Penrith, but everyone forgotten uh, their shocking end to last season and how they lost four of their last six, and some of them were by thirty plus. Um, they played Penrith in one good game, and that was it. So he thinks that our predictions for Parramatta being up the top are overwhelm over overestimating their success. Yep. And that they are more likely to finish somewhere in the middle of the eight. Um, the other thing is, why is everyone so shocked that Cleary is out for the first three games? And why would they rush to bring him back in? And after seeing Sean O'Sullivan, I completely agree with that. What is the urgency now? Yeah, well, look, we were questioning last year, last week, who's going to fill the halves role for them? Sean O'Sullivan, bit of a journeyman. Uh, he's had a lot of ACL injuries. I think he's had three in the last six or seven years. Really? Something like that. So, like, he's bounced around. He was a rooster, went up to the Broncos. Um at the Warriors for a bit and he's always been an excellent attacking player yeah and he's and he's shown size of being an excellent attacking player uh, but his defense has always been a bit questionable um, really step that up and when you're in a system like Penrith where that whole team is just and we'll talk about Penrith shortly when you're when you're in a system like that it kind of gets hidden a bit and he had an excellent excellent game um, he also Paul also mentioned uh why have why weren't there enough big marquee games this week? Yeah. And I think we've discussed this before. It's round one, everyone wants to watch. Round four or five, not as much. You, you're losing a bit of focus. So that's when you put your marquee matchups, draw people back in. Uh, well, I don't know like, if I agree with it. Yeah. But I, I understand it. Yeah. And also because, you know, not everyone comes back for round one. 
either player wise. So you don't want to, you don't want to burn that. Yep. Um, So anyway, back to tipping. So thanks PNT and anyone else that wants to, uh, of course, give us some comments, you know where to go. So back to tipping. It's a huge comp, Michael. I am stunned, overwhelmed by the 28 people that are involved. Thank you everyone Um, for joining. It's, it's really awesome and it's not too late. We've had a couple of people, uh, a couple of people joined late last weekend. We've had more join this week, and they'll probably be ahead of me by Friday night at the rate I'm going. So, yeah. and look, every week, every week there are prizes to be given away. So, like, you can even if you're joining late, you can still win, still benefits to jumping in the comp. And you know, I know people who joined late last year who managed to beat you. So, still chances for everyone. Thank you. You're welcome. That's so nice. Of you. <laughs> um, okay, should we get into it? Yes, round two. Let's Round do it. two. Big match for Thursday night. Huge. Huge. Are you excited for it? I am. Look, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, and we have, I believe, it's Melbourne versus South Sydney down in Melbourne, Emmanuel. I know. You the graveyard. I'm petrified. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. So Melbourne were incredibly gutsy last week. The other thing we didn't mention, Mike, is Christian Welch. Uh, yeah. who is absolutely just has to be one of the the best communicators in rugby league. I'd best, actually one of the best people in rugby yeah, league. I'd definitely invite him onto this podcast because I know he'd be able to to sustain and have a really good conversation and um, you could talk to him about everything. So yeah. uh, he's out with an Achilles yeah. and George Jennings is out with a knee. So they're both gone for the remainder of the season and yeah. Brandon Smith has a broken hand. So Munster and Harry Grant come back in uh, after serving suspensions, Jeremiah replaces Jennings and Jesse Bromwich is back at prop following COVID last week. Uh, the bench remains the same with uh, f- the following last side's win over the Tigers. For Souths, Latrell, he's back. Blake Taff remains sidelined. AJ refer- um, reverts back to the wing. Uh, Josh Mansour moved to the reserves. Otherwise, for Souths, it's the same team. Michael, who is your tip? Uh, Melbourne in Melbourne against Souths. I don't know when was the last time you won down there. Yeah, you're looking at me and you have a excellent memory about this stuff. So No, I left you, it silent because we've never won down there. Well, there we go. <laughs> uh, there we go. So it hasn't happened. I don't see it happening. Yeah. Even with you know the injuries that toll up for Melbourne, they get Munster and Harry Grant back. Wow. Tough. Uh, so I think you know Melbourne, it's going to be a tough season for Melbourne. They've lost some really key players. They lost their captain, Christian Welch. Yeah, you know Brandon Smith's going to be out for six weeks, uh, up to six weeks. So it's going to be an interesting first few weeks. But I think down there, they've got troops coming back. I still, I still think they've got it over you. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how it's played uh, because now it's the first week where we've got Latrell back in a side that's not run by Adam Reynolds. So Souths are really going to rely on that combination between Latrell and Cody and Cook. I thought Cook copped a bit of criticism. I didn't think his game was too bad last week. He did no. a lot of running. Um, our defense, I thought, was pretty good, but there was just some very underwhelming moments in the forwards, uh, which was pretty unfortunate, and some lapses in the outside backs, which hopefully get corrected this week. Yeah. Look, uh, Arrow, I thought Arrow was really good for you. I thought Cook was fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- I don't. I didn't love how Elias played. I thought he was. He wasn't. You know, I'd like to see a bit more for him from yeah. him. Uh, and that'll that'll happen. He's a rookie half. It'll happen. But yeah, yeah it'll, for you guys to be successful, he needs to step up. Okay, Friday night, first game. Dragons host the Panthers, which is suddenly being billed as a huge game based off last start winners. <laughs> By who? 
uh, the Dragons and their fans. <laughs> so Aaron Woods, uh, who had the hamstring injury, is out, replaced by Molo in the forwards. George Burgess comes onto the bench after playing New South Wales Cup. Tarek Sims remains in the reserves. And Jaden Sewer and Jack Bird are in the second row. Molo, Michael Molo, the younger brother of Francis, is the new reserve. Panthers had that big news last week with Moses Leota out for at least eight weeks, with Spencer Lanou promoted to the starting side. Eisenhuth returns to the 17 after playing New South Wales Cup, and Salmon retains his spot on the bench. Lindsay Smith is the new player amongst the reserves. 6pm game for this one, which is a bit unfortunate, but... It would have been good to have this on a Sunday afternoon. But anyway, Corbs, who you got? I had a rule the last two years based on their performance that I would not tip against Panthers. And given what I saw last Thursday night, I'm going to continue this rule. I'm not tipping against the Panthers until they, you know, something catastrophic happens. They were so good against Manly. For a team that got destroyed in the preseason, their defense was exceptional it moved it was fast their forwards were up every single tackle they smothered manly it was relentless they attacked with their defense it was relentless which is what they did last year yep absolutely completely smothered and suffocated teams of field position exactly and you know dragons had a bit of an easy outing against the warriors team which don't have too high hopes for this year yeah pandriff is a different beast and i can't tip against them it's really good when your I'm not tipping against the Penrith policy coincides with your I'm never tipping the Dragons policy. I just I just like I the tipped consistency. Them, I tipped them last week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, big one Friday night. Roosters Manly at the SCG. Uh, so Radley and Billy Smith, both named. I thought you would have teed off on this this week, but mm, you can do it now, Mike. Yeah. Have been named despite suffering head knocks against the Knights. Uh, both will be monitored during the week. Jared Warrior Hargrave is named to start the game, but may swap on game day with Fletcher Baker, as they did in round one. Uh, for Manly, Dylan Walker returns to the squad at the expense of um, Kohler, uh, who played eight minutes in his debut game against the Panthers. Lawton suffered a head knock in round one after getting his head in an awkward position and has been named on the bench. Andrew Davey has been named among the reserves after a try-scoring return from injury for the Blacktown workers last week. Side note, uh, Dylan Walker's going to the Warriors. Yep. And the Warriors said that he signed with them because he wanted to win a premiership. Interesting. Fascinating. Interesting. Uh, my heart says Roosters. Yep. And my head has no idea. Yeah, right. So I'm going with my heart. Okay. Tipping the Roosters. Uh, you mentioned the, the, the HIA... That uh, so Victor Radley and Billy Smith were taken from the field, not by the at on-field doctor or the on-field physician for the Roosters, uh, but by a doctor in the bunker. Yeah, uh, who ruled them out. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, I thought it was uh, Billy Smith was very innocuous; didn't even see anything happen. Um, Radley was a, it was a gruesome tackle, but I think it was more his neck got jarred rather than his head, uh, and he was you know. But it, two minutes went by before they took him off, so that needs to be immediately. If this is the case, everyone saw the tackle. Why wasn't that an immediate okay come from the field type thing instead of play two minutes, pack a scrum, then do it? Like you packed, there was a scrum. That's where you have the stoppage. Except it was the middle of the set after the scrum. Yeah, uh, it's just. It's not easy. You can't make black and white rules about this. Um, okay. It was okay. it was interesting to hear Gus on 100% footy talk about 
the club doctors wanted this. So yeah, it takes pressure off them. Yeah, it's it a does. it's it's a work in progress, and the game also needs to be seen to be doing something. There's a lot of pressure on the doctors. A lot of reasons for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Yeah. Also, Roosters very underdone last week. A lot of players hadn't played together. Sam Walker, Luke Keary hadn't played together. Yeah. I expect that to be better. I do worry about that edge of Billy Smith, Satili Tupanua, and uh, Sam Walker yep. defensively. Yeah. Okay. Saturday afternoon, Titans host the Warriors at Seabus Super Stadium. Brimson's good to go after missing the season opener, slotting in at 5-8 with Will Smith sliding to the bench. Tanner Boyd is the man to drop out of the 17. Big ins for the Warriors with Reese Walsh and Matt Lodge back. Uh, Walsh's return sees Chanel Harris-Tavita move to 5-8 and Nick Arima drops out. Um, Valia, Dallin, Wateni Zelesniak and Sean Johnson are all injured and have forced more changes to their back line. Arthur's coming in at centre, Pompey on the wing and Ash Taylor at, at halfback. A foe shifts to the bench to accommodate Lodge and Ben Murdoch-Masilla has gone to the... Reserves. Titans were impressive last week. I was really impressed by them. Uh, Sean Johnson out for four weeks, I believe, possibly, up to four weeks. Yeah. So that's a big loss for them. Um, but yeah, Toby Sexton was fantastic for the Titans. Uh, controlled the game really well. Um, I I really liked what I saw. Parramatta, we, we tipped them to win the comp, uh, to finish minor premiers. They're no easy beat. And every time that Parramatta made a mistake, Titans jumped on it. Yep. They were and and you know first half was a triathlon, second half I don't think Titans let in the try, so their defense showed up eventually and that's these are the breaks that I expect to see them you know these are the strides I see I expect to see them make. Really like what I saw saw out of the Titans, so I'm tipping them. I back it, and they've got a decent next few weeks. They've got. The Warriors, Canberra, Tigers, Para again, and then Manly. So yeah. that look, Par- uh, Parramatta scored three penalties in the second half. That yeah. was that was the difference. Justin Holbrook was not very happy about that either. No, made no. it clear that it was a big club thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Parramatta, so they head to Cronulla on Saturday at five thirty to face the Sharks. Sharks have named the same seventeen-man squad that went to Canberra and got oh so close. Uh, Fitzgibbon is back out of COVID uh, quarantine. Amongst the reserves are Cam McInnes and Connor Tracy. And Pele is also listed amongst the reserves. Uh, don't know if any of them will play, though. For Parramatta, the injury to Hattrick Trio, Russell has forced a reshuffle. Wonga Blake is on the wing, and Tom Opacek comes into the side at centres. Kafusi is the new number 13, and Madison is out. Nathan Brown is back in the squad after playing New South Wales Cup, and Bryce Cartwright has been promoted to the bench after he was 18th man in round one. Jake Arthur goes from the bench to the reserves list. Good test for both teams. I agree. Um, we didn't mention Sean Russell and that tackle by Jaden Campbell. No. I was all right with it. Yeah. I thought that there was a genuine attempt to get him with the arms. If he dives, yeah. he hits him head first, yeah. and that ruins his career. Yeah. Right. It, it was really unfortunate, but... People are going to get injured in this sport. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the same as Dylan Brown last year on Drew Hutchinson. Very different tackles. Very different tackles. And if you watch them side by side, it they're completely different in in, in the positioning of the legs and, and where the arms are yeah, as well. So, so. I, I have no issue with it. It was the right call by the ref. Um, just really unfortunate. Um, I think Parramatta get up here. Okay. Uh, it's. I think it should be a really good game. I was look. Uh, Sharks started really poorly. 
Pampa Power Raiders got out to a really strong lead, and I was I was really impressed by the Raiders actually. Uh, I want to see a little bit more out of Nico Hines. He needs to get a bit more involved. Um, some bad errors by the Sharks late in game. Hopefully these will improve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I think Parramatta Parramatta are the better team. I think on paper, and therefore I think they should win. Sharks none from two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And look, it's, it's early days. It's early days. It's early days. It doesn't matter. It does matter, but it's not. You can't ride them off for the season for going. They've got a. Season. They've got a new team, and they're trying to pull it together. So. Exactly. It's going to take some time. Exactly. And their coach is on the sideline for the first time this week. He is. He is. Yeah. Okay. the The last game on Saturday is Cowboys Raiders at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Jordan McLean replaces Tanua Brown in the starting side. Neem is the new face on Todd Payton's bench. Cohen Hess has been promoted to the starting side of prop. Tamalolo goes back to lock and Mitch Dunn to the bench. For the Raiders, after six games in two seasons as a Raider, Frawley gets the nod uh, at halfback with Brad Schneider forced into COVID isolation. Starling takes over at hooker from Hodgson, who's expected to miss a month with a knee injury. The new backup hooker is 20-year-old Trevor Leanne, who makes his NRL debut off the bench. Tough for Canberra, losing Hodgson. Um, losing Snyder as well. I thought he was yeah. fantastic. Good goalkeeper as well. Really did his job. Let Jack White play, uh, who I thought was quite good. I, he's um, my Dallium prediction. I messaged you yeah. saying Dwight, Jack White and Mike at Dallium uh, might get the Dallium not this year if the voting is as bad as it was in round one. Um, we won't go there. No. Uh, yeah, look, I think... I, I don't know what to take out of that Cowboys game against the Dogs. I don't know what to take from the Dogs. I liked what I saw out of Canberra. I thought they were really good. So I'm tipping Canberra in this one. I think they're the better team. And I Look, I had Cowboys finishing last this year. I'm not going to tip a team that won over a tip the team that lost. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, good game Sunday afternoon, 4pm. Knights and the Tigers. Mm. So Newcastle last start winners. The Tigers looked good, but was it... Or they kept Melbourne to a close game, but was it because of injuries? Michael has his opinion on that, as always. Uh, Adam O'Brien has named the same 17 that kicked off the season in impressive style against the Roosters. Saifidi had a leg injury, and he's expected to be named in the reserves, but is probably another week away. For the Tigers, uh, they welcome back James Tarmel from suspension. Alex Twal goes to the bench and Garner to the reserves. Jake Simkin has been named and is expected to be good to go despite hurting his shoulder against the Storm. You know who was really impressive for Newcastle last week? Gagai. I thought he was one of the best players of the round. Yeah. Uh, the Dally M voters did not think so. No. Um, I, I, I was shocked to see that when he lifted up his jersey, he wasn't wearing a Maroons jersey underneath. There you go. Uh, yeah, Gagai was... He destroyed Billy Smith. Had yeah. had a field day with him. Uh, thought he was fantastic. Caleb Pong was really good. Adam Clune was really good. Uh, didn't expect that from him. Maybe Joey's rubbing off on him a little bit. Maybe. 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 Uh, yeah. I'm tipping the Knights in this one up in up in Newcastle. Uh, Tigers, I think, got the better of Melbourne early because I think they were just a little rattled by you know Brandon Smith going down two minutes into the game. Uh, but they weren't. They didn't show enough resolve to hold off and win. Um, I yeah. I think that I think that the Knights get up here. 
Yeah, they'll get a good crowd there too. I, they, I, First Sunday of the year. Yeah, they should get a great crowd up there. It should be almost a sellout, you'd hope. You'd hope so, you'd hope so. Uh, okay, big game Sunday night, Bulldogs-Broncos. So as we've discussed, one of these teams is going to be undefeated after two rounds. Who would have thought? So Sunday afternoon at Accor Stadium, which was previously known as ANZ. Bulldogs, Tavita Pangai Jr. is set to make his debut after missing round one with a hamstring injury. Uh, Corey Waddell moves to the bench and Patolo to the reserves list. All four players who suffered head knocks in Townsville, Braden Burns, Brent Nade, and Jeremy Marshall King and Patolo, have been named to play. For Brisbane, Adam Reynolds returns from COVID. Albert Kelly shifts from halfback to 5'8". Billy Walters goes to the interchange bench and Roberts is out of the squad. Tessie New has recovered from a hamstring injury and takes over at fullback from Jermaine Asako. Uh... Billy Walters, mm-hmm. I thought, was really good last week. I thought he was fantastic. And, you know, there was a lot of questions about should he be named yeah. given his surname and his relationship to the coach. I was I was quite critical of it, but he, he, he was really good, had good en- energy, good footwork. thought the halves did really well. Yeah. Uh, and it's handy to have that sort of combination, have a couple of games. Yeah. And they and might have more. They might rest Reynolds later in the year too. One so. thing you got to remember is Billy Walters... Spent a bit of time down in Melbourne, grew up in that yes. system, so that would have helped. I think he's a quality player. He spent. A, I think he, he got injured in the Tigers last year. Didn't really get a run. Bit of an unknown, un, you know, an unknown factor here. I, I think he's. A, I think he's a good player, and I wasn't. You know, we know what we're going to get out of Albert Kelly. He's a flashy player. Can be lost on defense at times. Um, so yeah, I, I'm tipping the Broncos in this one. Okay. I think that they showed a bit more than what the Bulldogs did. Um, I thought that Payne Haas was exceptional. He was. Like he, 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 he was. He was. He was. Yeah. He was. He he's the best prop of the game. He could be the best forward of the game come year end. Uh, he led led by you know, and I thought Pat Carrigan was also fantastic coming back from ACL surgery last year. He was really good. Luke Capewell, professional player. You know, calm when it needed, calm when he needed to be. Uh, Yeah, I just think they've got a little bit more the Broncos, a little bit more spark. Wasn't happy with what I saw out of the Bulldogs' attack last week. I think it's just going to take a bit of time. Probably. And I think the thing for the Bulldogs that they should be really happy about was the effort. Yeah. Defensive effort more than anything and and just sticking up for each other. There was footage going around during the week of Josh Adokar sort of getting the team going, uh, telling them to stop resting and get on with it. And and it's, it's great. I think to have that because they've just lacked a bit of lacked attitude and, and lacked effort and I think it's going to be a close one and it'll get a good crowd because yeah. Doggies fans will turn up I think interesting that the Broncos second round has been kicked to a 6pm Sunday night slot they must have a Friday night game next week maybe <laughs> don't know yeah. okay so Mike your magic tips yes here we go Storm over Souths, Panthers over the Dragons, Roosters over Manly. We weren't so confident with that one, though. Titans uh, to get it done at home. Para to get it done at Cronulla. And the Raiders to beat the Cowboys. The Knights to win on Sunday afternoon in front of their home fans. And then the Broncos to win a rare away game in Sydney. Yeah, I'm not confident about a lot of these tips. Probably the two that I'm most confident about is the first two games. Yeah. Just because Melbourne in Melbourne against Souths. Storm and, and Panthers. And Panthers. The sure things. Exactly, exactly. 
The other ones I'm I'm a little questionable. Uh, you know, are we calling this Magic Mike's Tips? Is that is that what it's going to be now? Have you spent all week thinking of that name? <laughs> you just mentioned it just yeah, yeah. right off the cuff. Uh, yeah, so they're my tips. I see you getting five out of eight this week. Five out of eight. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I'll, I'll take it's five It's an improvement. It. It's I'll an take, improvement. It is an improvement. <laughs> it is an improvement. Um, I think that's it, Emmanuel. Oh, the other thing is that we're, thanks to our IT master, Michael Corbin, we are coming to you with new microphones. So hopefully things are a bit clearer. Yeah. And, Sorry for uh, the poor audio the last couple of They're weeks, quite but... groovy. So I'm really impressed by these. Uh, yeah. We've spruced it up. Yeah, trying to you know we got to we got a you know partner this year, so we got to you got to try and make things a bit better. Yeah. Thank you to Fanzo, thank you to VB for sponsoring our tipping comp. Yeah. Um, as always, guys, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe the podcast, Spotify, and we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Spotify, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. Best way to support us is to give us five stars. We really appreciate it. Even better, throw in a comment too. That would really spruce things up. Yeah, and as always, if you want to get to us, uh, you know our socials. Uh, how good is rugby league on Instagram? How good is RL on Twitter? Uh, reach out if you have any comments, feedback, grievances. I'm sure there are some. Uh, Mostly with Michael's co-host. Yeah. Uh, and don't <laughs> forget. And Michael loves it when you slide into his DMs. So I do. Don't I do. forget to do that. I do. I think that's it. I think that's it. We'll leave you with one last thing, Emmanuel. How good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.